Welcome to Get Your Cash Flow Up, the podcast that shares and reviews opportunities for women to increase their cash flow. From MLM to franchising, we cover it all with your hosts, Tiffany and Shauna of Miss CFO. Let's get into it. From belly crawls, getting in line, and early morning workouts, Marcy Millsap shows us how any woman with any desire can get anything done. In episode 11 of Get Your Cash Flow Up, we have the pleasure of sitting down with this wife, mother of three, entrepreneur, and full-time leader in the Army. Wow. She drops golden nuggets on how this once black sheep and counted out member of her family and society decided to make a firm decision to turn her life around and turn her life around she did. She is the founder of Crown Queen Hair and the Queen's University and she spends her time being a leader amongst leaders and giving back to her hometown of Kansas City and to all of the girls behind her aspiring to be just like her. So without further ado, let's get into it. Hey, hey there. Welcome to the Get Your Cash Flow Up guest chair, Marcy. How are you? All right. How you doing? Good. Amazing. This is Tiffany here. And this is Shauna. Oh. And we are super excited to have you here, Marcy, uh, to be today's guest and really dig into some more about you and the great things that you have going on with your company. Oh, no, thank you. I'm just so excited to be here and for you all to just actually just be back on the block interviewing and just getting back out there. It's something that I have been wanting to do for quite some time. So I'm totally honored uh, that you all uh, connected with me and just that God has put you all in my path. So I'm definitely thankful for that. Yes, definitely. It's been, uh, it was random how we met. <laughs> right. I'll tell you, nothing happens as a coincidence everything is for a reason it's always for a reason and i like i said you guys have just you guys were so amazing i got some really good pictures of you all and you guys have just been a great resource for me and i'm looking forward to working with you all going forward thank you well we feel the same way about you and we were totally felt blessed to have you come across our paths as well so um again it's definitely a pleasure to have you on today so let's just get right into it and kind of take us back a little bit so you started your career in the military what drove that decision that decision was because there was like um, a lot of tragic things that happened um back home and to where i really just felt like i couldn't find a job and i just said you know what I'm going to go back to the military because I had already joined with full, like right out of high school. And I just went to the reserves at first. And um, after I came back home, the guy told me, he was like, you're going to end up getting pregnant and then you're going to be confused. And, and oh. sure, I ended up getting pregnant, having my first son. And that's when I was like, you know what? I need to go back to active duty and, you know, get out of here. So um, it was just the fact that I just did not like college. I did not like school. I wasn't prepared for college. I wasn't looking for no school. Like, I was just out there and I just felt like I had to do something because I knew 
what kind of family that I came from. And I was like, I cannot be the slacker. Like, I can't be the slacker. Everybody was just betting on me to be the slacker, and I just couldn't be the slacker. So I was like, let me just go and do this army thing and just make the best of it. And then I began to just love it. And I was I found out that I was really good at it on accident. Didn't even really try to be, but I was just really good at it. And mm. so um, I just decided to stick it out. And now here we are 18 years later. And wow. I can't wait to, to throw that hat in and, and sit down. <laughs> I know that's right. Yes, ma'am. And thank you for your service, by the way. Yes, Thanks thank you. you. It is very appreciated. So just thinking about uh, what you just said, where, you know, you said you got really good at it um, in the military. And is, are the things that made you good in the military art is that led you to be good in entrepreneurship i definitely believe so because it taught me how to be a leader mm-hmm. and to not care about what other people thought like you know there were so many people that were like oh your kids gonna move around there you know so many negative things that people had to say but i didn't care because i was you know making the same amount of money that all those kids that had paid for college had and, and could go to college for free so i didn't I just, it just taught me not to care about what other people thought. And it, it definitely made me stand out and be a leader. Like still to this day, um, you know, even some of my family are always just really shocked at how my life turned out because like, I was always like the black sheep that people thought, you know, Oh, she had that baby so young. And I came from a really, um, Christian background, um, to where, you know, you don't have a child out of wedlock. You don't do things like that. So it was kind of like, I, I was like the shocker of it, like this, just everybody's still blown away of how um, how much I have the will to not give up. And it taught me that. That definitely did. It did. The, the military definitely taught me not to give up. There's so many times that I've wanted to give up, but it's just instilled in me that, you know, I the, the limits are, there's no limit. There's no limit to how far you can go if you just keep believing in yourself because definitely didn't think I could be out there low crawling in no mud, <laughs> no grenades, uh, shooting out there having a, you know, having to, you know, use a bathroom out in the woods. Definitely did not ever think that that would be me. Like some people still are like, is Marissa still in the military? She's so fly on the <laughs> When I can, I'll do it on the weekends, but like, I never was that girl that everybody thought would even go to the military. So they're still shocked to find out that I'm still, like, she's still in there, girl. Yes. I knew that I had to do what I had to do to feel, to feed my dream. And I always knew that I was going to have to um, continue to build my dream by doing something that, I mean, I knew that, you know, the military, yes, I do love it, but I love being an entrepreneur 20 times more. And I knew that I was going to have to have something to fund that. And then there's something that I can always have afterwards. So, so many times, even at my 10 year mark, I wanted to give up, but I didn't. I just knew that I was like, you know what, if I could just push through 10 more years, this is, this is something that I know is going to be able to help me if I ever get into anything, or if I ever just really want to go full-time entrepreneur, I will always have that to fall back on so it's, it's just my safety net you know how everybody has a safety net that they fall back on and and the military has always been my safety net gotcha gotcha and so i mean goodness girl army crawling in the mud bathing <laughs> babies in between podcasts fly <laughs> on the weekends i mean army full-time a full-time wife and mother and a business owner how in the world do you find the time for everything it is honestly people always say they don't have time but i'm like no you have so much time you have so much time it's all about prioritizing time Mm -hmm. 
Like mm-hmm. the weekends, I try to give a mo- majority to my family through the week. I like I know on Mondays I book travel because I do I am I do do a little bit of travel and I, that's where we came up with this whole thing about cruising with queens, mm-hmm. and um, that's another um, another revenue of uh, cash that I that I decided to go into and and it's and it's pretty good because I've always been good at throwing parties. Even the Slumber with Queens thing, that was something that I was just stepping out there with. And then God continued to manifest that into, okay, let's cruise with Queens. Let's try that. And that's almost sold out. So, I, I mean, anybody that would tell you just growing up, since I was 16 year old, I threw the best parties ever. <laughs> My 30th birthday, like people still talk about it. And they're just like, I've always just been able to, you know, just get an audience and get people to listen, um, to listen to me. So um, I started doing the travel. I do travel on Mondays, on Tuesdays. I do um, ship hair because on Mondays I don't ship hair at all. I'm still selling hair, still, you know, here and there. And then on Wednesdays, I take consultations for my mentorship, which is Teen Queens University, uh, where I have one young lady that I'm working with, just one right now because I'm, I, I don't want to overwhelm myself. But there's one young lady that has a passion that wants to learn how to sell hair. I do this program completely free. Uh, where I'm just teaching her how to, um, you know, just far as like the things of um, your, you know, your margins, profit margins. Um, I'm just the basics of selling things, period. Uh, she has no idea um, of what she was doing at all. And I just w- wanted to just take somebody. And then she's from my hometown, which is Kansas City, which I didn't mention. I apologize. I'm originally from Kansas City. And um, that's why I always try to give back to. So, um I don't know if that kind of answers a little thing. I'm kind of getting a little nervous, so y'all probably have to bleep that part out. But <laughs> uh, definitely, um, I always try to, at the end of the day, I always try to give back to Kansas City because that's where I'm from. And I always felt like there's so much more to give home because I, there's so many people that just don't have those opportunities because they don't, they, not because they don't have them, they just don't seek them. They don't mm-hmm. think that they're attainable. They yeah. think that, oh, you know, somebody, you're with somebody rich. That's why you're, the, no, like anything is possible. And a lot of times each other, the younger generation, they just don't believe or they think that things happen overnight. And I'm teaching them, I'm trying to put out the message that you have to take your time with anything that you really want. And if you do it, then you can continue to grow. Mm-hmm. I love that advice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when in your career did you realize that you wanted to be an entrepreneur? there was um it was in 2011 i just kept on seeing you know a couple of hair ads on instagram instagram had just kind of kind of pretty much that came about uh i think it was 11 or 12 and i just kept on feeling like i needed to sell hair and i'm like i think i can really do this because i always kept my hair done and people were always commenting like like i'm, I'm one of those every two weekers my hair was you know, always done and people just always just love my hair. And I'm like, I think I can really sell this hair. Like, I mean, I talked myself out of it a couple of times because, oh gosh, I have to go back to this too, but I, I have to keep going back. But I, I originally started off in 2010 with parties. I did parties. Okay. It's called Just Parties by Marcy. That was my first adventure where I did oh, okay. some custom kid clothes, 
um, threw a couple of baby showers in Atlanta, did stuff like that. But it was just too time consuming. It was too tedious. I just, mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't have the passion for it. And my family helped me as much as they could. You know, my husband, he would help me and everything. But I just was like, I just felt like I wanted, it was something else out there for me. Mm -hmm. So I ended up in uh, 2011, I said, I'm going to do this photo shoot, do that photo shoot together. I got me, I had nothing but the bundles that were in my head. <laughs> I always have a bundle in stock. But I took that photo shoot. I stepped out on faith, and people were ordering. After I got my website up, people were ordering for left and right. And I was like, "Wait a minute! I ain't even." As when I first thought, I was like, "I didn't even think I was going to sell any bundles." I just thought people were just good. But I guess people saw that I was just taking it so serious that people were really ordering the hair. Mm -hmm. And so um, to set myself apart, I guaranteed the quality, and um, that's something that I still stick by to this day. I guaranteed it, money back guarantee if you did not like it. And that's what set me apart from um, a lot of a lot of those uh, hair, the people that are selling virgin hair. Like everybody's like, oh, you buy those bundles, honey, they're yours. And you ain't sending them back. You ain't doing none of that. So that's what kept me um, afloat and kept me afloat for so many years was just the fact that I guaranteed the quality of the hair. Okay. Okay. And that's, and that's awesome, you know, because a lot of consumers, of course, you want a satisfaction guarantee, you know, with, with what you're purchasing. Um, so in addition to that, what other marketing strategies were kind of helpful for you in building up your business? The market strategies that I used was, and I, and I, I know it's probably not the best thing that I should have. Well, it helped me. Which I, you know, back then uh, I was living in Atlanta during the time that I started selling the hair. So I knew I was going to have to go where the girls wore the hair and where they had wear the hair the most, which was the strip club. Mm -hmm. So I threw a party at Blue Flame. I had, um, you know, several of the dancers wearing my hair and, you know, they posted, you know, they tagged my hair and that just began to. Um, and that, during that time, True Gloria had a very bad, you know, uh, I won't say that, just take that out. Um, during that time, um, there, there was not a lot of, of good hair around and my, and, and everybody loved my blonde hair. Mm -hmm. So that's what the girls were wearing. And so I started, what I did was I said, you know what, if I can get these girls. So I started shopping around on Instagram, looking for girls that just had amazing audiences. And this is before people were even doing that type of stuff. I just started sending hair to the East Coast. I sent hair to the West Coast, mm. to the East Coast, to Texas, and then um, to New York. I mean, anywhere that there was somebody that was popping that looked like they were look, you know, nice and kept their hair done, I would send hair to them every three months. And they would tag me in their photos, and they would send me so many so much custom because people just love the way that they look you know during that time frame girls just look you know we, and that's still now people are visual this generation now is visual mm -hmm. if you're making money they want to see it they want to yeah. see it with the booty. they want to see it like that and i'm a little bit more old school so it's like i, I said i wasn't gonna i'm not gonna go to that i'm not gonna go to that i, I will show you the hair and the quality of it if you like it you'll buy it but i'm just not gonna result into getting the big booty and oh I just gosh. wasn't gonna go like I was this close to <laughs> like, you know what? I'm, no. I'm, I'm 35 years old, I'm gonna let the young ones have it, and you know, continue to just my dream is just to pass this down to my daughter when she turns okay. 13. She's almost 10 now, so if I can hang on a few more years, I'm gonna give her this, and this is gonna be her baby. So that's that's my plan. But that's the best marketing strategy I use with social media. 
Mm-hmm. Social media, it was free. It was mm-hmm. free to look and search. Like I would be up in the middle of the night looking for girls, just looking for girls to send, you know, send. it was quite an investment, but it paid off because the first year I cleared um, with advertising through social media, $100,000. And I'm never mm-hmm. thought that mm-hmm. I would I, I keep that post in my, in my, I, I never had a year like the first year of business that I had. And I really did it and it was hard, but it was like, it was just, it was just mind blowing. I couldn't believe it because of the girls that I had working for me and that I kept on my team. I made sure that everybody was taken care of so that nobody would feel like they were, you know, being used or manipulated or being greedy, you know, things like that. I just made sure that everybody ate because if I ate, everybody else is going to eat. And uh, I kept it full around the table to where everybody um, predominantly wanted to do it. And so that's when um, in 2014, 13, um, I uh, ended up starting with a small um, hair salon in Kansas City. Stepped out on faith with that. And I, I basically just had a booth in a salon that was already there. Mm-hmm. But I had my own like side where it was just Crown Queen Beauty Suite. And I had one of my best friends that I went to school with. She uh, would do the hair. She would sell the hair for me. And um, the way that I would get her to promote the hair was I offered her commission. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, if you're going to do the hair, I'll still give you money off of the commission. This will help you and me. That way you could take, you know, your commission off your boot rent. It was just a win-win situation. Like my whole goal was just to make sure that everybody was winning so that nobody would feel like they had to steal from me. And that was what, you know, that's, that was what my philosophy was, is that, you know, I, nobody would be, you know, try to portray me if I made sure that everybody was straight. Right. And so um, then, you know, we end up growing to a bigger spot. In about 2015, we grew to a bigger spot where this is my own whole salon. And child, uh-uh. you have <laughs> for that. You have to be built for it. You really do. You really do. And although it was bigger, it was just a bigger challenge. When me living still in Atlanta and trying to uh, get the salon and have people, you know, running it there and trying to come back and forth, it was just too much. And so I ended up getting pregnant and I uh, actually ended up miscarrying and right before my grand mm-hmm. opening because I was just so stressed out, so overwhelmed. Yeah. And that's when I kind of felt like, you know what, I had to find out what was more important in life. And my husband always wanted a son and I felt so bad because they told me it was a boy. I was almost like, I was like five months and the, uh, I, I came back from a cruise. And by the time I came back, they just said that I just didn't have um the baby didn't have a heartbeat so Aww. we were just devastated and heartbroken and then about six months later i ended up pregnant again and my little boy junior is the one who i was taking time to take give a bath before the call so <laughs> uh, i had to let my salon go be, just for my health right and, you know and like i said sometimes we, we want things when we want them but i and i also had to sit back and think like if i can't get something a hundred percent I don't want to do it. I, yeah. I just don't want to do it. And the things that I do for the things that I have going on right now, I give them all a hundred percent and I can see the difference in them. And I feel like if there's a time and an opportunity for me to do another salon, then I'll be able to give it my 100%. But if I can't give it a hundred percent, I don't, I don't even want my name attached to it. Anymore. I hear it. That's the way to go. I mean, uh, you know, a lot of times, and I am so guilty of this too, is just putting, so many things on my plate and trying to give you know 20 percent here and 50 percent there and it just it just it gets to be too much mm-hmm. because you know trying to give a little bit and a little bit and really for something to really like grow and flourish 
uh, mm-hmm. whether it's children or it's a business, like it really needs your time. And yeah. so, yeah. Definitely. Yes. And I couldn't do it. And I just was like, you know what? And I'll kind of beat myself up for years and years about it. But now, you know, um, while I was at the salon, I used to call the Queen's University was because there were so many college girls that were coming by here. And so I would call it um, the Queen's University, you know, for the weekend. On the weekend, all the girls from college would come down and get their hair done. So that's where the whole the Queen's University came from, was mm. from and then to just look back now, here it is, you know, five, six, you know, five years later, and it's still, you know, I kept that same name and God said, you know what, use the Queen's University to educate and to keep going and growing other people. And I felt like what I went through was just a testimony for other women to not have to go through. And that's what the whole Queen's University thing is about. It's about just um helping people not make the same mistakes that i did not rushing into things um taking time to make sure your credit is straight um make sure everything is in order Mm -hmm. i love that i love that um and and also for those of you who don't know that's actually how we met marcy where we were speakers at one of her events for the queen university which was the slumber with queen so that's how we got connected with her um, but so, you know, uh, after all of this, you know, you, you close your, uh, you close your, your salon, you made that decision for your family. Um, mm-hmm. so how did, you know, closing that and ultimately taking time off from business really help you to get recentered towards your focus in entrepreneurship? It gave me just peace of mind. I was able to quiet my brain from all the, you know, the, the different things that was going on, the rejection of other people because of the success of the salon. I was able to quiet my brain and um, focus more on the quality of the hair mm-hmm. as well as building. Um, I started building the actual hair care line for the hair. Mm-hmm. So when I let one thing go, trust me, my hand is already in another to <laughs> find another, another avenue because the website was still, you know, the website was still generating, generating money. And that's what I love about online. It was still just mm-hmm. still generating money to where I didn't even really, you know, I just look back at it. I just had the salon just to have it. And it wasn't even, it wasn't even something that I actually needed. Not that big. I, I, I honestly felt like if I had a stayed small, I would have been, I would have been okay. But everybody, you know, I had so many different people in my ear and I just felt like I just jumped the gun on it too quick. And I, I should have listened to my heart, which my heart kept saying, you know, just sit tight, sit tight. Don't do it. Right. <laughs> but, but I, um, you know, I just leaped. I took that leap. And although I took that leap, like I tell, like I tell people all the time, sometimes you got to take the, the L take a couple of L's to get a W and the Queen's University with me building it, it has definitely been a W. I get so many texts, so many uh, comments from different women saying how, um, even from the event that we had in Atlanta, they're saying how it recharged them or how much of a blessing it was to them. And they're always just completely thankful. So that's how I know I'm going in the right direction. And Marcy, you brought up a good point where you said that uh, the salon was too big. And mm-hmm. if you had a smaller space that you think that you were would have would have been able to maintain it. And I think about that, that brought up an excellent point 
where a lot of times we think when we're entrepreneurs that we want to grow our businesses super, super fast. Mm -hmm. Like we want to have all these customers that come in at one time, have this big office space and this team around the globe. But we forget that we, as the people who started this, have to be able to manage that. Right. Mm -hmm. And the responsibility that it comes with one. Okay. It's difficult if you, when it's, it's one thing, not difficult, but one thing when it's yourself as a solopreneur, or maybe you have a couple of teammates when Mm -hmm. you actually have, you know, a big company that's growing really, really fast. And if you don't know how to handle that because your business may be relatively new or you're Mm -hmm. still trying to get everything figured out, then that almost ends up hurting you more so than you think it's benefiting you from growing super fast. Right. That's yeah. exactly what happened. It mm-hmm. grew so fast that I couldn't, I didn't know what was going Like I was wake up like, oh God, it would be a headache because I was just like, it just grew so fast because of the hype. It was so right. much of the hype and the hype was getting to me. And so I felt like I had to keep going. I had to keep going because of, you know, like I said, social media is a very heavy influence. It, it kept making me feel like I had to do this to keep, you know, to stay afloat, to stay afloat. And that was what the pattern was when that wasn't even really what it was. Right. And that's what I keep seeing a lot of business owners run, run into. They, they think that, oh, bam, boom. Like a lot of these young people that, you know, I'm even working with, I'm trying to instill in them. You have to take their time. You jump out there and you try to do it just all on your own also fast and, and and it doesn't come out your way and you don't know how to do this and that on your own then you know how are you going to react mm-hmm. right right and you know what marcy um you also bring up a good point in, in what you just said too because you know i think the younger generations is, is kind of like a like an instant generation like they want everything like at the snap of a finger and just kind of right now like this is what mm-hmm. i want this is how i want it to be and it just will be done um and like you said i mean a lot of the time you know you can't do everything, do everything by yourself, by yourself, and you kind of have to pace yourself um mm-hmm. so of course you know tiffany and i know from from talking to you and from you know the event that we did together that like you know you are very, very much about collaboration. So tell us why collaboration is so important in business to you. Collaboration is important because it just expands your network. Like, um, I'm, that's what I'm learning. Like so many years, there were so many women and a lot of the women that are even speaking at my Kansas City event, uh-huh. that you know, people look at them, looked at them previously as my competition, but I'm like, no, I'm collaborating with these women. I'm collaborating with women that I want to learn something from or that I feel like I can learn something from. And you guys were definitely one of those women. Like, I don't know a lot about stocks and bonds. Like, I've been pretty much in the military my my entire life. And I don't really, you know, my adult life. And I really don't know a lot of things about finances. And a lot of things that I'm learning are, you know, are are coming to me later, which I wish I would have knew 10 years ago. But it's just important to just collaborate with women and women just have to get out of that mind frame that, Oh, she thinks she better or, or uh, I'm scared. And I feel, I found out now that, you know, if you just step out on faith and get the, let the ego go, that you, you just come out more better. You, you come out, it's a win-win situation for both parties. And that's what, um, that's what I'm, I'm in for 2018 on, on up. Like I'm just collaborating with women to continue to grow my network, to continue to grow their network, to continue to grow them as a business. And, and that's the only way that you're really going to grow in, in, this, in this day and time because you trying to do it all by yourself 
is not gonna it's not gonna help. You're gonna keep those same customers. You want to be able to reach out and grab people from all different walks of life, and and that's what collaborating will do. It will expand you. Like I would never, mm-hmm. I would never um, have met. You know, uh, oh, what, is, what is her name? Um, Brittany, Brittany Marsh that does her podcast, uh, Bad and Bougie Moms. I would have never met her had I not reached out, you know, and just humbled myself like, hey, I need to be on your show. Like, and that's what really kicked my year off. That motivated me. It put something, it put a fire under me. Like, I got to get out here. Like, I've really done, accomplished a lot. Like, I really could help somebody in some kind of way. Right. And I may not be a millionaire, but I, I know how, I know I have the consistency to work towards it. I do know I have the confidence and the consistency to work towards it. And that's, that's another thing. Um, People just are not consistent. And when you, if you're not posting, like I might not sell a bundle for a month, but you will never be able to tell it because I'm posting every day pictures of, of girls that are wearing my hair. You know what I'm saying? You know, I might not have sold a ticket to an event, but I'm still posting something very encouraging to attracting those women so collaboration is the best way to go moving forward because like i said it grows both both entities if both entities are humble and wanting and want to continue to grow they would definitely network mm-hmm. for sure for sure and so you know i mean running a business especially like you know recentering refocusing you know getting your mind in different places um being a mentor to others and again of course like being a family woman being a wife being a mother um what what kind of things keep you grounded um you know do you do affirmations like do you meditate like what kind of things keep you grounded affirmations definitely and um as you spoke about that i am launching an app called affirmation for queens it's going to launch in january 2019 um other businesses will be able to run ad advertisement on there too and it's just going to be an app pretty much like the bible app like uh, i set my bible app for nine o'clock every day to uh-huh. pop up with the scripture um the affirmations of queen will pop up and you know say something very queen-like and something that will just affirm your day and um i don't know that i don't think that people realize how powerful affirmations are because they definitely changed my life i do yoga i do um, meditation meditation helps me i love to just be out like on a nice sunny day out Mm -hmm. sitting in the grass grounding myself it keeps me grounded um i um i love all of my i have lavender flowers all through my house lavender yes I love stuff like that. Everybody probably thinks that, you know, oh gosh, she's so weird. But it's just like since 2018, I went on a spiritual journey of just peace, seeking peace with a lot of things that happened as a child, uh, forgiving people, things like that have just continued to help me manifest more things in my life than I have in the past years uh, when I should have been, and I could never understand why I couldn't get to the next level is because I was still holding on to things and I wasn't letting things go. I wasn't forgiving a lot of people. And, and, and those people don't realize that how big of a stumbling block those things can be if you don't forgive people and, and move on. So um, the way I stay grounded is a meditation. I have my alarm set every morning before my feet hit the ground. I've already affirmed how my day is going to go. I've already prayed over my family. I've already just, just a lot of prayer and meditation and working out. Oh God. Um, I was a a lot overweight prior to, um, after having the baby boy and I kind of got 
setting my ways and I just was like, uh, you know, and I just kept hating to get on social media and look at all those skinny people. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like, you know what? I got to start working on my body. I was already working on my mind. And people say mind, body, and soul. And you just think, oh, no, it totally is. Yes. It's mind, body, and soul. Yes. And once you get your mind right, you're mm. going to you your body doesn't have a choice it's your mind is going to keep telling you that you got to keep going like some days i'll be like oh i ain't going to work out so about time i get in there and i get to think about oh, let me go and get them 45 you know go ahead just you know me go and get my little cardio in just to do something and i just stay on a strict schedule too though but yes and see that's that's your military coming in too because you know already when you were talking about waking up early and like you know being like just set on on that you know military will give you some discipline now it, it sure mm -hmm. will and, and it'll keep you on track and it'll give you that routine and um you know you got me over here about the show i'm like the, I, i'm gonna have to add preacher to my <laughs> resume over here uh, oh my goodness no 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 it's just <laughs> It's so important to me um, to, to keep continuing to spread love and light. A lot of times I was in a dark place after um, just happened to leave Atlanta. Right now I'm stationed at Fort Jackson, Columbia, South Carolina, and leaving all my friends and stuff. I just was like, you know what, this year I'm just going to focus on bettering me. And, and since mm. I have like so many different people tell me out of time, Marcy, I'm so proud of you. Like you really have come a long way of just being um, just negative and always posting something negative or slick, you know, just being just a nasty, you know, just, just a nasty person. And, and then I would wonder why I kept attracting all these negative people. Like, why do I have all these negative? Why I ain't got all these good friends? Why I ain't got no rich friends? Because I wasn't, to, I wasn't trying to hang around no rich friends. Okay. I wanted to stay in that category of being cool, but I couldn't get, you know what I'm saying? I couldn't get where I had to go by being friends with them. So not saying that I'm not friends with the certain people, but I limit it. Uh, yeah. and that's another reason why I chose to collaborate because you never know what God has put in your path mm -hmm. for, for you and just like um, when we had the Summer of Queens I met so many different women that mm -hmm. uh, could be an asset to me there's right. just like you gotta put yourself in a room with people that are trying at yep. least trying if you keep going around those friends that want to go to the liquor store you're gonna go to the liquor store mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Put yourself into some uh, into a room with women that want to gain information or want to give information. You'll never you'll never fall short, and that's what all this year was about. Is about getting in the room with the right people to you know. I said, God, you're gonna put me in the room with winners, and before I knew it, I came up with Slumber with Queens, mm -hmm. and um. That's what that's what it's all about. You got to get in the room with the right people. You're never going to change if you keep hanging around the same things, expecting the same result. You're not going. You're not going to do it. Oh yes, you are really speaking a serious. I word. told you, Pastor Marcy, <laughs> Evangelist Marcy. That's that's what you're about to be. <laughs> no, but I love what you said about starting your day. Um, you know, I'm with you. I kind of. Not kind of, but I, I started that journey, um, you know, back around like early summer, late spring of really getting into the whole like deep spirituality thing, not just the prayer, but, you know, going in with a lot of things that you said with, you know, like grounding and things like that and the mm -hmm. forgiveness 
Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, especially too, because this is a financial podcast that has a lot of the base of how you operate with your money and how you feel about yourself and, you know, beginning to really attract, remove the things that you don't want from your life, but also attract what you do want. And that's so important for people. And it's, it, it is, like you said, it, it seems kind of quirky or weird for some people. Like, what are you doing? Like, why are you laying out in the grass? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and and you know from you know all kinds of different things to that um you know go along um with a lot of those principles and practices but I will definitely say like you know from my personal experience too like they help a lot and it yeah. is really truly life-changing just to get to that point where you really look at like what are all the things about me that I may not like they may be ugly they may be dark but you have to get to the point where you are fully eradicating all of that stuff out of your spirit and out of your mindset that is so real definitely definitely so with uh your you know the queen's university what is next for your uh smart box workshops the next one uh the next thing right now i really wanted to do i was telling i don't know i think i was telling shauna I think I wanted to I wanted to do a cooking with Queen segment, but I think I'm gonna to have to push it to probably um, next year because it's gonna be a little bit ex- it's gonna be a little expensive. But I'm still trying to shop around for a different chef. But I want to do a cooking with Queen's thing because everybody loves food and everybody loves wine and just having a good time. Where I just want to network and collab. I just don't want it to be so costly. So I'm gonna either look for some sponsors or check out some different things to do that. I was I want to do a Christmas party, but I just don't know if I have the energy mm-hmm. <laughs> within me for the end of the year because um, we'll be in Kansas City November the 30th doing Slumber yes. with Queens, and then we're gonna do. I, I teamed up with another girl that um, I grew up with that moved to Dallas. Uh, she's from Kansas City, too, and we're going to do a vision board party in Dallas on December the 28th. Nice. So, uh, we'll be doing that. And then um, January 18th and 19th, we're in D.C. and Baltimore. I'm going to finalize out Slumber with Queens in um, March in California, um, Compton, California. Uh, I got hooked up with another group there. I hope to close out. Um, Summer with Queens then and then just pick it back up in the fall, you know, just take the rest of the year off with Summer with Queens, but, you know, still maybe do some type of events to where I can still network with people, but I just want to try to keep them as less cost effective as possible. So that's, that's my goal right now to just build networking events that just are not so costly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, you know, like, can I just say, because, you know, Um, And I hope you don't mind me sharing this part, Marcy, but, you know, when we parted ways at the Slumber with Queens event, you know, we were talking and one of the things that you shared with Tiffany and I is that, you know, you wanted to have this this Slumber with Queens tour, like go all across the country. And Mm -hmm. I just want to say, like, you know, you are like the epitome of, you know, speaking things into existence and, you know, having the foundation of affirmation and just positive thinking to to move forward and i'm just so proud of you and so happy for you and for all these next moves that you're doing and um again it's been such a pleasure to have you on as our guest today um but before we go any last words um any words of advice or anything else that you would like to share just keep believing in yourself. Keep believing in yourself. Go for whatever it is you you know or you feel. Don't ever not ask a question that you want to ask. 
And if you keep asking, you'll definitely get the answer yes. Eventually. You might get a couple of no's, but eventually you'll get some yeses. And I still look forward to having you guys on tour with me in 2019 for the 2019 round off. Yes. I'm looking to yes. do this. I want to build to a conference. This was just a test run. The Slumberwood Queens 10 Girls was just to see where I could grow to. So I definitely look forward to having that in 2019. So you all definitely be ready for that email. Oh yeah, we're definitely ready. <laughs> Just let us know where and when we need to be there. Okay. Uh -huh. okay. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. So thank you so much, Marcy, for being on the podcast. This has really been a really great episode, you know, Shauna said it best, um, but you definitely dropped some gems in here and some definitely some things that I know that I'm going to take away and use. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> so um, we will have um, all of Marcy's contact information on the post here. And uh, you definitely want to make sure that you connect with her. If there's anything that she shared that you're like, listen, could from either buying some hair or, or collaborating to whatever. Um, Marcy has a big heart for connecting and she giving. Does. So definitely make sure that you connect with her um, on social media. And before you go, make sure that you visit Trim. Listen, we are all about using our coins effectively and maximizing our coins effectively. So there is no time to be wasting money on subscriptions that you don't use, paying more for your utilities or your cable building. You really need to trim will help you to keep your subscriptions in order and keep your costs in order too. So make sure that you click on the image to the right of us and check out trim and what's even better. It's free. 99 mm. don't you love that and um, they have some new cool tools that they are rolling out for 2019 that will help you do even better with keeping your finances in order so make sure that you stay on the lookout for that it's a really cool app to use and with that this has been another episode of get your cash flow up talk to you soon bye y'all bye take one this has been another oh before i'm about to try i'm trying to wrap too soon and i forgot <laughs> <laughs> i got it to the flow 